0: Welcome to Season 3 of The Bus, Australia's best bus on which to talk about leadership failure. My name is Edward Vaughan. Join me as I travel far and wide on my special bus, The Bus, and have honest conversations with great leaders about some of their greatest leadership disasters. On The Bus, we think it's possible to learn much more from your moments of failure than your moments of success, if you know the magic secret. And we also know that failure can be fun especially other peoples. Our friends at Baptist World Aid Australia sponsored this episode. Why? Because they also believe in leadership development and that learning from our blunders can help achieve audacious missions like theirs, to be love and end poverty in the world. So today, the blunder bus has travelled across the country, all the way to Rivervale in Perth. And I'm talking to Cathy Sinclair, Church Relationship Manager for Baptist World Aid Australia in Western Australia. Hi, Cathy.
1: Hi, Ed. Thank Welcome you, for, Thank you for inviting me. It's I'm great really, to be here.
0: I'm really excited to have driven. It was a long drive. I'm sure you're uh, exhausted. I am exhausted, but I feel like it was worth coming. Cathy, have you ever made a
1: leadership mistake? I certainly have, well, Ed. Well,
0: then you are on the right bus. <laughs>
1: That's good to know.
0: <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about your leadership mistake.
1: Okay, well I'll just fill you in a little bit with my background because I was originally a speech pathologist trained in the UK and I'm also a teacher and uh, so I have a background working with children and families and especially families where children are, you know, maybe not meeting normal developmental guidelines and that's stressful for parents. So in that context, um, about 15 years ago I I switched direction and... uh, Became a Baptist pastor and I worked in a very large church in Perth, uh, heading up the children and families ministry. Uh, which was really all sorts of things going on out of that, but of course Sunday morning ministry to children was one of our key things, and it was the size of a small primary school actually, wow. a lot okay. of kids, a lot of parents. Wow,
0: big big operation.
1: Yes, and so when I started there, um, there'd been nobody on in the role for quite some time, and it really needed rebuilding from ground zero, which is a wonderful opportunity, and I really felt that it was important to care. Not just for children, but for the volunteers, and to make right. sure that people yeah. were trained properly, they felt competent, they were well looked after. We did a lot to really um, look after our volunteers and train them, train them well.
0: This sounds like great leadership success.
1: Well, <laughs> we were very blessed to see uh, things go going well, um, but I think my leadership skill unraveled on one particular occasion when um, we had some visitors come to town. So I was always very keen to explain to the children that uh, people were there on a voluntary basis. We didn't want it to be like school. Mm. It was to be fun and an environment where they could learn about their faith, pray together, uh, be involved with the leaders and so on. Um, And so over the years, I've noticed that discipline really wasn't a problem. Mm. Uh, but we had some visitors on one particular Sunday. I was down in the lower end of the where the younger children were so in a different part of the building. And I came back into the other part of the building later in the morning to see one of my long-term volunteers actually virtually in tears. Mm. And the two visiting boys running around like lunatics, disrupting everybody, And so, of course, I stepped in with my teacher hat on, sorted the situation out, which was quite difficult. They were a difficult um, couple of of boys, about 10, 11 years old, something like that. And uh, so I just thought to myself, from my training, something's not right here. Yeah. Um, But when the mother came to collect the boys, um, I just let her have it.
0: What, What did that look like?
1: well i was I took her into a side room at least I gave the poor woman some privacy <laughs> but uh, did, did uh, you, without did you yell? well, I didn't actually yell, I think being English, I don't do a lot of yelling, <laughs> <laughs> but I was cross yes. and I said, you really you know what's going on here, You really needed to have come and told us up front
0: okay.
1: uh, what to expect. Yes. I didn't give her an opportunity to explain i said you know one of my leaders is in tears it's been a really and i remember initially when i started speaking with her or talking very firmly with her she looked very sad and then she began to look cross yes um and she said well actually My boys are both adopted and their background is absolutely shocking. They haven't been, and I'm sure they ate your volunteers for breakfast is how she put it, which actually made me quite cross (sighs) as well. But as soon as she said, my boys are adopted, that was the moment I realized I've made a dreadful mistake here.
0: So, Kathy, what was the mistake, right? Because it would have been very helpful if she had have told you that her boys had a difficult background and had behavioural issues, and that would have helped you do your job better and whatever, and you feeding that back to her is not necessarily a bad thing. What exactly was the mistake?
1: The mistake was the way that I dealt right. with it. And I really firmly believe that church should be a place of welcome right. for people, and I totally failed to welcome both her boys well and herself. In fact, I made her feel miserable yes. about being there. And I think for um, parents who have children with special needs, however that looks, whether yes. it's through adoption or what, language, yeah. beh- whatever, um, they are used to being the one left on the fringes and yes. and, and so on. And so I completely failed in my responsibility to welcome her yes. into our children and families ministry, and for that, I'm still deeply oh. ashamed <laughs> and embarrassed. Um, <laughs> by the way, how long
0: ago was this?
1: We're probably going back about eight years ago. Wow. Okay, I,
0: I, I sense that still eight years later, there is some pain. In yes, this there here. is.
1: Uh, I just feel I handled it so. Badly. yes. Um, but also, I think it was symptomatic of a pressure that was building up probably within me. right? And that as a Christian leader, and I'm mindful as well, Ed, of the spectacular failures that we've seen recently in Christian, Christian circles of people, them. very yeah. public figures. Yes, and right. of course, it's not just the public big name figures that right. are subject to falls like this. And part of uh, part of the responsibility of being a Christian leader, I think, is to be connected with what's going on inside yourself. And sure. at that time, actually, um, and I still network a lot with people in children and families ministry, it's extremely difficult to get volunteers.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, I had made the mistake. I was so fo- focused on protecting my volunteers yes. and helping them to be the very best that they could be yes. in order to um, encourage children in their faith. The children were very important to me as well. I'd become lopsided and I was too focused on that aspect of so the of ministry. Overly,
0: of your volunteers. overly protective. And lacking a little bit in compassion for some of
1: them. Absolutely. Parents, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I sort of got out of kilter. And I think really. In hindsight, what was going on with me was an increasing pressure cooker effect where I was fed up of parents right. not taking any responsibility for their own children.
0: So there's a kind of larger, almost societal Definitely. kind of thing happening there. I and think then, so. Then your, I think, very laudable you know, desire to look after your your volunteers and somehow this woman just kind of tripped the switch. I think you. she did, yeah.
1: unfortunately for her. <laughs>
0: And, Cathy, and if I might, you know, kind of make this connection, um, you now work in a role which is all about compassion right? mm. for other people. Um, and I suppose this is this is really a, a failure of compassion kind of moment. It was. Yeah, it well, was, I'm well. ashamed to say. <laughs> um, okay, so what did you learn from that moment?
1: I think I've learnt um, to always take your time with things I I was it was a heated moment kids running around somebody crying I I wasn't there I felt you know I'd sort of failed in my leadership because I should have been there Uh, so I probably should have had something in place to call me more quickly if there's something like that all those sorts of things but what i have learned i think especially being a christian leader reflecting on the life of jesus that yeah. he was never in a hurry
0: yes
1: he had time for people and and my key story for that really is when Jairus as yeah. the synagogue leader really inappropriate i mean for a man of his standing comes and hurls himself at jesus's yeah. feet and says my daughter's dying come with me so you don't see jesus getting into a flap yes of course i'll come with you yes, yes. um he just remains really calm yeah. yes i'll come with you and in the middle of that of course the the, the woman who'd been hemorrhaging for 12 years yeah. is pushing through the crowd and Jesus stops and makes time for her. And I think I could really understand Jairus thinking, come on, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, um, what could be more important than a dying child? Right, right. And yet Jesus made time. And yeah. so I think that's been a real learning for me to to make To to make time so that when these flashpoint moments comes, and even in my role with Baptist World Aid, there are times where um, people behave in ways that irritate me, uh, to be honest. But (laughs) But I've learned just to take a breath. Um, Of course, I'm not perfect and there are moments that I could still do better but I think this was a watershed time for me really uh, yes it was because I, I felt so badly about it yeah. afterwards uh, so when I heard the story you,
0: uh, I, there's not a magic end to this story where you and this woman become best friends and she comes back and becomes part of the church and stuff like that
1: I wasn't going to mention this, but actually we are friends now. Really? Yes, we are. That is fantastic. Are. But I, did, I haven't spoken to her about doing this. Um, well, we don't know who she is or, no, or whatever. No, no. But that's fantastic. Mm, well, how, how did that come about? It came about because when I left my role, and it was a very frosty relationship for a long time, from her point of view, Um and bit by bit, we've just become... Well,
0: have you ever gone back and talked
1: about the... We actually haven't. <laughs> but the, revisiting it all for this has made me think, maybe I should... Maybe there's time. Maybe it's time.
0: And I get the sense that you spent a lot of time reflecting on on this incident afterwards.
1: Was I did. That... I was deeply disappointed yeah. in myself yeah. over what happened. Um and so, yes, I, I have reflected about it. And, and, and certainly, as I said before, I think this whole ugly scenario of leader after leader in the church yeah. spectacularly failing. Failure doesn't happen overnight. And, and, and although human beings learn from our failures, I also think failure can be catastrophic. Yes,
0: of course.
1: Or when it hurts other people. And yeah. unfortunately, my failure hurt other people. Sure.
0: That's leadership. Isn't and that,
1: that's leadership but there has to be some responsibility in that. And so I think I've also learned that as we journey through life to try to be more connected with what with where the pressures are building up. So it's it's about being aware and I think a good practice for Christian leaders is to make sure you've got a mentor yes. and somewhere safe to vent the yes. the frustration so that it's not building up yeah. and then you go and Explode on somebody in a totally inappropriate way, like I managed to do.
0: One of my leadership maxims is: uh, experience teaches you nothing; <laughs> <laughs> only experience that you reflect Don't on right. teaches you something. Yes. And that's what you're talking about having yes. a mentor, having opportunities mm. to, to do those sorts of things. I'm really excited to have had Kathy Sinclair on the Blunder Bus. I'm also really excited about a fantastic opportunity at Baptist World Aid. Through their matching grant appeal, 1 plus 1 equals a better world for all, you can help our global neighbours in vulnerable situations move closer to the fullness of life that God desires for each one of us. Even a small donation can have a big impact. Through this campaign, your donation will be helping God's work, providing real solutions for lifting people out of poverty, and you'll get a tax benefit, and the Australian government will contribute to each donation. The matching grant appeal ends June 30, 2021. So go now to www.baptistworldaid.org.au forward slash matching hyphen grant and take advantage of this offer. And don't forget to subscribe and rate the Blunderbus, it helps other people to find this podcast. We'll see you soon on the Blunderbus.